Kaboom! If you thought four hours a day, 1,200 minutes a week was enough, think again. He's the last remnants of the old republic, a sole bastion of fairness. He treats crackheads in the ghetto gutter the same as the rich pill poppers in the penthouse. Wow. The clearinghouse of hot takes break free for something special. The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller starts right now. In the air, everywhere. We are back at it. A new Saturday edition of the Fifth Hour with Ben Maller and Danny G here for all of your audio needs. Eight days a week. People, people email me, Danny. They say, please. Shut the fuck up. And I say, no. No, 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 because we have plenty to talk about, and uh, I'm excited about the Saturday podcast, the life and times of uh, of me and you, Danny, going in-depth, and uh, we, we have a lot to get to on this Saturday podcast. Now, on the menu, Danny, we've got Woody, Motorcade, The Gift That Keeps On Giving, and Limited Back Scratching. Nice, and we're going to mix it all together like gumbo. Yes, we're going to mix it all together, and it's going to taste like turkey. It's going to be really delicious, unless uh, unless it's not. And then after you eat it, that that's what happens. So, but I really love having this sound effects machine, Danny. I got to tell you. Yeah, I can tell. Yeah, yeah it's uh, it's a lot of fun. Anyway, uh, everything good with you, Danny? Everything uh, we had a successful Friday podcast, so that went pretty well. And and now we're back at it again. We have the mailbag on Sunday, so there's a lot going on. We're juggling a lot of things here. Yeah, it's been a really good week so far, so time for us to screw that up. Yes, we will up the podcast here. And uh, now we've been what we've been doing here is the the listeners have been saying it's not as much fun when we actually say the bad words. So we've been editing the bad words. Is that correct? And is that the plan? Yes, I would like to thank you and everybody else in the Maller Militia for adding an extra hour to my work week. Yeah. So when I say fuck shit, cut, motherfucker, all that, you know, you hear that, and that, and that, and that, and that. Anyway. Yeah, you fucking dicks. Like, I didn't have enough to do. Yeah, you cocksucker, uh, as uh, Lee Ilya said back in the day. All right, so uh, we'll start with this. Now, over the past year or so, Danny, things have been pretty topsy-turvy. I've lived in three different places. Three at the uh, Maller Mansion that I'd been living in, which you visited uh, multiple yep. times. Uh, and then I moved to a temporary uh, halfway house, halfway house. And then uh, and then I moved on to where I live now, which I think will be the final destination. But I, every time I move, I always think that's the last time I'm going to move. Uh, I don't know if you're like that, Danny, but every time I move, I think, well, that's it. I'm not going to move again. I've, I finally found my final spot. And then uh, surprise, surprise, <laughs> turns out that's not the case. Um, so, so I moved a lot recently and everything I owned, I own a lot of crap. I picked up a lot of stuff over the years. Everything I owned other than a very small amount of stuff that you need every day uh, has been in storage sheds. And even now, after being in the final landing spot for a good amount of time, there's still a lot of stuff that is packed up in boxes and uh and i also during that time danny i got a lot of of mail listener mail and while i was able to open some of the listener mail and it was great i could not open all of the listener mail and some of it in the 
the helter skelter uh, way that things were going. Some of it got pra- placed into one of the storage sheds. And so, so the mail has been sitting there. Some of it's been sitting there for like over a year. Uh, some of it a little less than that. And so I was getting emails from people. They were very upset, Danny. They, they were like, well, what, what's up with that? I mean, I, I took some time out and I, you know, I sent you something and you didn't, you didn't respond. You didn't get it. And I was like, and I was like, well, yeah, I'm a, I'm a douche. Uh, I apologize. And, uh, and you know, after it up and all that stuff. Yeah, this is like how long it takes Arnie Spanier to receive his mail in Vermont. Yeah. Got it on time. You just delayed it yourself. Well, yeah, logistically, it's a little more complicated now. I'm doing the show remotely, but uh, that's a different uh, situation. We've been doing that for a couple of years now. I can't believe it's been a couple of years doing this, but it's wild. The, uh, the anniversary is i believe tomorrow is that the uh, the anniversary of to me well yeah everybody's got a different date when did when did COVID really covid or what we used to call it the coronavirus i'm old school uh back in the day but the the night that i remember it's one of the, the nights that you'll remember where you were uh that was i believe the date on that was march uh march 11th so it was actually yesterday it was it was on friday uh, it was a Wednesday, March 11th, and that was when the last NBA and NHL games were played. That was when Rudy Gobert. Yes, rubbed the microphone and pretended to cough on it. Yeah, yeah, and there was that surreal night where they were canceling NBA games. They were telling fans to leave the Oklahoma City-Utah uh, Jazz game. I think that was the one, and then and then that the, the news came out like Tom Hanks had coronavirus, and people were like, what is that? What is, is he going to die? And, so yeah, the anniversary actually was yesterday, March uh, March eleventh. We are exactly what two years in, right? We're two years. Is that? Am I right on that? Yeah, time? no, you're right about that. And I think all of us who were on national sports radio and went through that whole year deserve some kind of award because not only did we get presented FEMA cards, remember? Yes, yes. Driving in the middle of the night, getting pulled over by CHP because they're asking what we were doing on the road. Talk about a freaking ghost town. We heard from lots of people, what are you guys going to do? What what in the world are you going to talk about? You're going to go down the toilet now because you have no sports to talk about. Yes, yes. We would, People were convinced we were going to go out of business. They were going to yes. turn out the lights, the party's over. And that turned out to be. It's all fake news. It's phony stuff. It didn't happen. Yeah, none of it happened. And we actually had, and I've been with the the company since it started, Fox Sports Radio. Well, pretty much. I started like two weeks after the network launched. And it is insane that we had more listeners in a year with no sports. The year of of when that began, COVID, 134 days with no professional sports. And yet the listenership was through the roof. It was crazy how many people – we're, we're listening. And, and it was like people that used to listen to Danny that came back that wanted a familiar voice. And then there were people that just stumbled onto the show because they were bored out of their mind. And they just wanted to hear somebody talking. Yeah. It turned out to be the opposite of what people thought at first, because all the listeners wanted a comforting voice or a safe space, something that was nice to hear. And a lot of our talk was us trying to not exactly talk about COVID all the time. We had to find lots of interesting topics to talk about. And I remember they had producer meetings 
like once a week or once every other week because Don and Scott were hell bent on you guys. This is where the producers are really going to step up. We need to not only keep this thing going, but you need to realize that there could possibly be even more ears on the network right now because a lot of people have more free time on their hands right now. And that's exactly what wound up happening. Everybody's podcast numbers went through the roof and the live listenership almost doubled at a time when people thought it was going to go out of business. Yeah, it was crazy what was going on there. And one of my favorite monologues that I will remember when I get out of radio when I'm dead, I probably won't remember when I'm dead, but I did a monologue on marble racing. I and, <laughs> yeah, I did an entire monologue, a 15-minute monologue on marble racing. And I was really, I was watching this on YouTube. What about a nine-year-old girl? That was my sports. I was like betting on, I would pick a marble. I always picked a blue marble. And then I would watch, you know, I would watch and try to, you know, in my head, I was, I was wagering and whatnot. And, and it was new to me because I had never really gotten into the sport of marble racing. And, you know, it was a tremendous, uh, tremendous thing. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's, a, it's a Seinfeld laugh there. I don't know. <laughs> Man, I was watching NASCAR drivers pretend like they were driving NASCARs. They were on their simulators. I don't know if you remember that. I, you know, yes, I do. They were, yes, yes. They were, <laughs> remember they had that weird, what, I think it might have been ESPN. They did that thing, that shooting, like a game of horse or something like that, like a contest, yes. but everyone was in a different city and, and they were like in their backyard and it was like, uh, it was really weird, really weird. This is uh, a time that people are definitely going to try to explain to their kids later down the road. I think about the kindergartners that I work with and what they're going to remember about this with the masks and all the restrictions and all the extra rules. And they're going to celebrate and go nuts next Monday, Ben, because Monday those little kids finally get to rip those masks off freedom freedom for the kids freedom for the, the, fact freedom! That they, the fact that they have to wait they had to wait longer though so stupid the, uh, the bureaucracy that is involved in all this is so ridiculous to me uh but uh, yeah it's gonna be great there'll be tons of videos online of kids screaming and shouting and celebrating jumping up and down like they won the super bowl yeah just like that video we saw a few weeks ago from las vegas yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. So, so anyway, I, I didn't even realize. Look at look at that. I didn't realize it passed me by. the uh, The story I was going to tell. So, I, the mail has been all over the place, and I feel like a total schmuck. And I'm I'm finally getting caught up, and I've been going through the mail. I think I've gone through pretty much all of it at this point. There might be one or two things I haven't gone through, but it turns out several listeners sent me some really cool gifts, and uh and very unique uh, very special one of those listeners i wanted to highlight here danny uh, ravi from dublin california in uh, no cal bay area guy bubbling in dublin yeah bubbling in dublin with ravi and he, he's a he's in the bay area he's a super fan of the show he, he wrote me a nice letter i know we're on the podcast but you can see danny i hold that up there very long see that very nice oh, yeah that's a handwritten that's not typed out this looks is a like a, looks like an essay. Racist. Yeah, this is amazing writing. Racist. Like, I'm I'm embarrassed by the writing because my writing is like horrific chicken scratch compared to compared to this. But anyway, so Robbie's a big fan of the show. He's been listening. He's listening to me since even before Fox Sports Radio, 1999. 
uh, he, he stumbled on uh, to some of my bull crap. And he says he grew up in India. Now, I don't know how much of this he wants me to read on the air or not. And I, so I don't know that I should read more, but he, he sent me a really nice uh, message. He gave me his email address, uh, but the handwritten note, as I showed you, amazing. And so without getting into too much personal stuff, I did want to thank Robbie. I know he listens to this podcast. He has sent emails in the past, ripping me, uh, and, and rightfully so. He's not wrong on that at all. And uh, he was absolutely correct on that. And uh, Come on, man. Yeah, open it up. And I finally got around to it. So thank you, Robbie. The gift spectacular. He, he gave me Eddie. He gave me the Woody. I got the, I, I got, I, did I call you Eddie, by the way? <laughs> I, I think I just did. Uh, bad job by me. That's okay, Ken Maller. But Danny, he gave me, <laughs> Danny G, he gave me the, uh, the Woody. Just ram it. There's a handmade uh, charcuterie board. Is that how you say it? Charcuterie? Oh, yeah, charcuterie. Yeah, it's a fun word to say. Charcuterie, I think is how you say it. So it includes now, there's a, I'm looking at it here, it's got a knife made out of wood. There is a nameplate with obviously my name on it. Damn. And he says that the walnut here came, Robbie says, came from a tree that was cut down in 1952 in Ohio. The maple came from a, a Christmas fair in San Francisco in 1989. And so this is really, this is really nice. It's very special, uh, very unique. I've gotten some, a few unique things over the years, but this is right up there with any of them. And so thank you, uh, Robbie. And even though you're a Higantes fan, uh, you're on, you're on the nice list. You're not on the naughty list. You're on the nice list. So, so thank you for that. Uh, really, really cool. I thought that was, that was pretty neat to send that. And, uh, and he and his buddy made that very, very cool. So thank you. And that will, that will be used not by me though, Danny. I don't know what you put cheese on a charcuterie board. Is that what you do? My wife knows what to do with that. I yeah. Different that. meats, different cheese, different fruits. So it can be like uh, when you went to Arby's. What's the slogan of Arby's? We've got yeah. the meats or something like that. Yeah, we have the meats. We have the meats. So I could put that out and say, we have the meats. It's just like that. And I'll scream that. And people look at me like I'm a lunatic. Uh, anyway, so thank you, uh, Ravi, again. And anyone else, if I didn't open, I didn't get your your gift, uh, I apologize for if I didn't respond or whatever. But I I think I've gone through everything. I have some very, uh, very cool things, some hats and some other things. Nice cards. Uh, Rachel and Montebello sent me a nice card, a couple other people. So that was pretty cool. So I appreciate it. So thank you for that. Now, uh, pivoting away from that thing, Maller Motorcade uh, last weekend for the second consecutive weekend decided, let me live my life. Now, the weekend before I went to Vegas and had a fine time. Uh, and this was more of a last minute thing little last minute roadie and I packed up the Maller mobile and uh, me and the wife, we headed, we headed out. Now, if, you know, there's only so many ways you can go here. The Maller GPS, uh, you can only, uh, you can't go West because you need a boat. So you can't do that. You, you can go South, but if you go too far, you're in Mexico and you can go North and you can go obviously East. So we set the GPS to go uh, north, Mallermobile, and I figured might as well uh, get one last road trip in before it becomes cost prohibited yeah. to go on the road. The financial burden, uh, we, we, we knew the price of gas uh, with uh, Sleepy Joe and all those people, that, that the, the price of gas would be like 
you know, $9 a gallon, $10 a gallon in a couple of weeks. And uh, so we, we decided to go on a little road trip and uh, we did not have our part pontoon boat or we would have gone out in the Pacific, the mighty Pacific, but we didn't do that. And so we, we set the GPS up and we had, it was really the, the Maller motorcade though, because we had a convoy day. Uh, this is exciting here. And my cousin, she, she moved out uh, like last year from, she'd been living in Houston and she moved to the area and it's like her and like one other person I know that are related to me. Everyone else I know, the entire family, they're either dead or they moved uh, east. So I don't have any really family, uh, you know, my, on my side of the family. So I don't really have anybody either. So she's like my, uh, my cousin, you know, we're, we grew up in the same neighborhood close. And so uh, she's, you know, she's married, she's got kids and all that. So she packed up her car and uh, with her husband, and the kids, and they, they joined the Maller motorcade. Nice. And, uh, yeah. We, we went up the California coast there through Ventura up into Santa Barbara, passed through Buellton, stopped in Solvang, and uh, I go to Solvang usually once a year. I like it. it's a little town. Uh, how would you describe Solvang? It's like a Danish town, like a little Danish town. Yeah, a lot of people know it as the Danish village. Yeah, and, uh, of course, the windmill is famous from the movie Sideways. Yeah, it's a cool little town. And the mission on this was just gluttony because I'd been fasting. So I ended my fast in style. There's this little place that serves like uh, Reuben sandwiches there. I forget the name of it. I give them a plug. But they have poutine. Not Putin, poutine. And so I, I had some poutine. I love poutine. It was pretty good. Reuben sandwich is solid. And then we headed out, Danny. We had, uh, we had the, the most popular Danish dessert. You know what? You've been to Solvang, I'm sure, over the years, right? You know what the most popular Solvang dessert is? Uh, I'm sure I've had it before. It's called Abel Skeever. Little, like, it, just like donut, balls of donut. Yeah. And they're covered in I, the ones I had had strawberry sauce on. And like they're supposed to be like a big Danish dessert. I don't know. Maybe they made that up. Oh, I've been to the bakeries there in Solvang. And let's just say when you leave there, you come out feeling about 10 pounds heavier. Yeah, it's one of those places where you have like your belt buckle and you have to kind of stretch it out a little bit. And you have to kind of. <laughs> it's like a holiday for fat people there in Solvang. Yeah, there's really nothing else to do other than eat or buy trinkets. Like yeah. they have a bunch of rain. If you want anything made out of glass or uh, ceramic, they have that like little windmills would say solving on it. If you want a sweatshirt, you can get that oh, also a clock uh, a clock. <laughs> like, yeah. That's right. A lot of clocks that are very pricey. It's for old people, but chicks like it. So if yes. you take a, if you take a woman to the Danish village, she will look at you with some big eyes and you will get lucky. Yeah, you, you get some some clout when you get some Danish loving afterwards. <laughs> yes, uh, absolutely. Uh, so it was bon appetit. It was delicious. But then we were like, wait a minute. We got to keep going. We're not going to stop at solving. Come on now up the California coast. Head mm -hmm. north. Do north. So uh, we kept going. Got back on the Mo Maller motorcade and uh, stopped off at the Costco in Santa Maria to refill the gas, just making sure they didn't raise the price from the last time I got gas. So I filled up in Santa Maria there at the Costco, beautiful Costco. Great. And there's yeah. never a line. I always, whenever I go up the California coast, I always stop there. Never a line. It's the only Costco I've been to with no line. Every other Costco is a million, million cars. There. No line. It's wonderful. And they got every kind of like chain restaurant you could possibly want in Santa Maria. 
anything you need, any chain, they're all there. So I filled up the tank, headed up to San Luis Obispo. Destination, Madonna Inn. Uh, oh, boy. Yeah, Madonna Inn. It's haunted. Which is halfway between San Francisco and Los Angeles, uh, right off Highway 101, the famous Highway 101. Now, was I staying there, Danny? Did I, did I decide to spend the night there? No. No. Did you go into the diner? Yes. All right. Uh, yes. And I've been there before. We've talked about Madonna and before you were on the podcast. Now, I go there usually uh, once a year also because the, uh, the wife's a big fan of the Madonna Inn. And uh, so this place, the way I describe the Madonna Inn to people that have never seen it, this hotel, it's like if, and this is an outdated reference, Liberace, the late you know, pianist Liberace, I think died in the 80s. So that's a really outdated reference. But Liberace, this over-the-top eccentric uh, pianist, uh, if he had designed that, and and then you mix in like, I imagine the Sopranos or like Frank Sinatra, you know, like getting together uh, in, in there, and it dates to the 1950s. It's so over the top, yeah, uh, eccentric and, and all that. And but my wife loves the she loves to go there and she likes to collect. They have these glass. Uh, these special glass, they're, they're not really, they're cups, but they're more than just cups. They're, they're oh, yeah. I bought my Tinderoni a couple of those when we visited. They have the blue one, the pink one. Yes, yes. They have a yes, gift yes. shop. And right next to the gift shop, Ben, the men's bathroom, you piss into a waterfall. Yes. And let me tell you, I, I spent some time in that, in that bathroom with the piss waterfall. <laughs> and uh, there were a lot of dudes coming in. They didn't know what to do. They were like, they were like, should we, I mean, this seems like this is not really, cause it doesn't, it seems like you shouldn't do that. Like you're not supposed, but then you're, you, there's nowhere else to do it. Yeah. You got to do it. Yep. And I don't know what's in the women's bathroom. I haven't been in there, but uh, yeah, that's a wild bathroom. And they have this like high end restaurant and then they have like a diner. And so we went to the diner and uh, me and the, my, my, uh, you know, the, the family, the cousins and the kids and all that stuff. And uh, we went and said we, we needed more gorgeous. We needed to pig out more. And so we headed over to the restaurant. They have this pink champagne cake. I'm a, I'm a sucker for frosting on cake. I love frosting on, and that's my favorite part of it. And so they have really good frosting. And uh, so I had, we had a big piece of that. I think it's like $10 a slice. My God. It's either that or a gallon of gasoline. Yeah. But it was fluffy, creamy goodness. And, uh, you know, it was, it was wonderful. And uh, then that was it. We uh, headed back on the uh, the late night express back to L.A., stopped at Fat Sal's on the way back. And then uh, that was it. So sounds like a very fat adventure. Yeah, I felt like Porky Pig. I then did not eat for the next two days after that to make up the loss. I figured I ate so much that day I can take a couple days off and uh, didn't eat for two days. So it was fun. You know, I like to. Every once in a while, if I had a, if I had more time off on the weekends, I'd just go up to San Francisco and hang out. Maybe not now because of you know, people pooping on the street. I can go to L.A. if I want to see that. I don't need to go to San Francisco for that. Yeah. Uh, but but anyway, so the gift that keeps giving, Danny G. We move on because there is better content ahead here. The gift that keeps giving. What is this all about, Danny? Might get a little uh, NC seventeen. Oh, right here. Yeah, get my buzzer ready. All right. Yeah. And in fact, I asked my Tinderoni last night, I said, could you please write it out for me? Like almost Yelp style, write a Yelp review of this place I'm going to talk about. And she's like, I don't want to do that. It's going to be like porn. 
And I said, hey, that's perfect for the podcast. Was this a swingers club? What are we looking at here? What do, what do we got well, here? This past Christmas, I was trying to get things for her stocking because she she had mentioned to me that over the years, her kids always got really cool stocking stuffers and hers would always just be empty. Yeah. You know, and that's the plight of a parent, right? Yeah. Okay, well, let me flip the script and I'll actually put some things in her dumb stocking so that she has something to open as well. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, up to the last minute, I couldn't figure out what to put in her stocking. I got really good gifts, but I'm like, damn it, what can I put in this stocking? I'm like, okay, think about what she really likes. Resorts, like any girl, massages, bingo. I'm gonna find a massage place here locally, get a certificate, and I'll put that in the stocking. She'll love that. Yeah, that makes sense. So, so did you yeah. did you find the Orchids of Asia Day Spa? Is that the, so, is that the payoff on this? Is that no, no. <laughs> so I go to Yelp, like any good consumer, and I read real life reviews, uh, unless half of them aren't. And <laughs> you know, but I found some good reviews with real pictures. They were, I could tell which ones are real and which ones are fake. What's the secret? How can you tell? Because it's very difficult on the internet to tell. I mean, they all look you know, most the of them ones that are, the ones that are like overly kiss ass, and there's no real life photos. Yeah, you can tell that's somebody that has something to do with the owner of the place. Generally, I've heard there's services that will actually do that. If you, you that business, you're not supposed to do this. It's taboo. But there's companies that you can hire to flood these different web, you know, the review websites with positive reviews. Yeah. Yeah. But you could get an overall view of a place. If there are three or four one-star reviews all in a row, and they all kind of agree that this place sucks, you can tell from a, a glance, okay, this, this place is kind of trouble, and vice versa. So I kind of know what to look at with Yelp. I've used it for a long time. So I'm looking at all these different massage places, yeah. and there is one that it did have an Asian name, but a lot of them do. It's in a good part of town and the reviews were nice. It's not some shady place that gentlemen like uh, Deshaun Watson visit (laughs) (laughs) as far as I could see. So I go there, I call them, they're open for another hour. And this is like going into Christmas Eve. A lot of places were closing. Perfect. I'll be there. I'm going to pick up a gift certificate, go in. It's a nice, decent looking place. It's in a good part of town. Like I said, they give me a certificate. For one hour, deep tissue massage, a Swedish deep tissue massage. Okay. All right. So I put it in her stocking. She loved it when she was taking her things out of the stocking. But of course, she needs to call and, um, you know, schedule an appointment. Yeah, sure. Well, took all the way into March for her to do that. Okay. And I kept asking her, when are you going to get that massage? Uh, Because, you know, I'm busy. I can't do it right now. Let's have someone else do it for you. So... (laughs) She schedules, she, yeah, stupid schedule. So she schedules it for this past week. And I'm like, cool. Uh, afterwards, she comes out. I text her. I'm like, how was the massage? And I get the cryptic. I'll tell you about it when I get home and see you in person. Oh, and I'm like, that's not good. Wow. You know, because I was expecting her to come out on cloud nine Thank you. You're the best. Well, you were fishing for a compliment, right? You were expecting her to say, oh, Oh. that's so sweet. Honestly, I really didn't because I didn't even ask a question. I just said, 
Hope it was good. You deserve a massage. It's all I said. Yeah. All right. But, all but right. usually if a woman comes out of a massage, she's going to be glowing on her own. Yeah. Yeah, okay. for sure. Right. I hear she, you. Was, she wasn't, though. She's like, I got to talk to you about this in person. And all of us dudes know if a woman tells you that some shit's about good. to go down or it's you're not. in trouble. It's not usually good when a woman says, I'm going to talk to you about it in person. No, because normally they can't wait to tell you. And uh, right. if it's good news, if it's bad news, then it's like, <laughs> yeah, all right, I'll wait on that. Yeah. Talk it out here. Ben, she gets home and tells me about the experience, and I'm losing my mind. I cannot believe what happened. What, what happened? What, what, so, so what's she, in the box? What happened? What's in it? Yeah. She goes in. Uh, she said everything was fine. She said they were burning incense in the lobby, and it seemed like a really cool place. Yeah. But, uh, they take her in. The Asian gal that brought her in, look, she said, did look a little stout, like kind of buff so okay. she was like well i am gonna get a deep tissue massage it looks like yeah so this lady ben pulls her underwear down oh which man. she was not expecting yeah uh, jumps up onto the massage table straddles really? my girl wow sit, sits on my girl's rear end is uh. going to town on her and <laughs> and was kept slapping her even slapped her ass I got turned on and it scared me. <laughs> my girl did not know what to do. She said it was one of those moments in life where you wonder, am I enjoying this or is this really strange? What massage is that? What, what is that? That's what I asked her. I said, yeah. how is that a Swedish massage? Yeah. And she said, I don't know. I was really confused. She said while this lady was straddling her and yeah. massaging her, she was also speaking very strangely in another language and making noises as she was doing it. So it was like she was enjoying it more than my girl was. Wow. She's making strange noises. She's almost hurting her yeah. with the amount of pressure she's putting on her. Uh-huh. And now she asked her, you want hot stone? $10 extra. Hot stone. <laughs> what, what so, they, they throw hot rocks at you? What, what is that? So my Tinderoni says, sure, okay. Then so she puts the hot stones on her back. And my yeah. Tinderoni said, honestly, it was a nice break from this lady slapping and hitting me and pushing on me too hard. Wow. So she's laying there with the hot rocks. But then the masseuse takes a hot rock and sticks it in her ass crack. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Wow. Uh, yeah. So. Man, oh, man. She felt violated. Is this like an S&M type situation here? What do we got going on here? I'll tell you after I go next week. Oh, yeah. I'm, sure. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm signed up for a monthly membership. You're, uh, yeah. 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 So my. <laughs> she said also. <laughs> When this lady was done after this very strange uh, uh, rape or yeah. massage, wow. a.k.a. massage, yeah, she looked at her and said, finished. <laughs> she didn't ring a bell. Like, hey, I got done. Here we go. Ring the, uh, ring, oh, ring the victory bell. By the way, she was always she was also pushing on the side of my girl's chest uh -huh. and kind of cupping her breasts. And wow. after she after she would do that. She would tell her, this okay? This okay? 
Wow. Yeah, and my girl's well, like, you're doing it already. What does it matter what I say right now? Well, Deshaun Watson's probably like, give me, give me that number right there. I was like, come on, hook me up on that. My goodness. Jeez. Yeah, she massaged her butt for 10 minutes. Man, and then you didn't have to pay extra for that. She No. Uh, yeah. No. Wow. You should have saw how fast she ran to the shower when she got home. Yeah. She's like, I feel like I need a shower and a cigarette. Uh, <laughs> shower first. And, and so she was like, where did you send me? What did you tell this lady I needed? Man. And I, was like, I was like, no, I swear the Yelp reviews were good. That's wild. That is crazy, man. Yeah. Well, uh, now we know why the Yelp reviews were good. Yeah. That was, and that was out near you on that part of the uh, LA. Yeah, area. right on the uh, border of the San Fernando Valley in Ventura County. Hit yeah. me up in my DMs. I'll give you the name of the place. Yeah, you get a lot of you get a lot of messages here, Danny. Like, well, what's what's this all about, man? I just not, feel bad because I wasn't there. I, mean, I know that could have really been. You could have recorded the whole thing. That could have been big on the internet. That would have been massive, man. Uh, all right. Well, that is the gift. Now she now is she okay to go back and get a massage? Not at that place, but is she, or is this going to like affect her for massages from now on? She can be like, I'm anti-massage. I don't know. She was so confused about it yeah. all night long. It was funny because when she was in the shower, I heard her bust out laughing. What the hell is she laughing about in the shower? And then when she came out, she told me, oh my God, like certain things about the massage keep coming back. She had already planned on picking up Panda Express for us for dinner <laughs> after her massage. So now she didn't know what to do because she has PTSD or PTS <laughs> massage. Uh, yeah, yes. Uh, um, man, that's crazy. So yeah. what do you think happened? You think the. Well, if you go to, you know, a high end spa, mm -hmm. they do the thing where they tuck the the clean sheet by your butt and they don't go down there. Now there's two, I got two things in my head here, Danny. Number one is you somehow paid for the most erotic massage you can get. That's number one. Number two is maybe this masseuse like saw your, uh, your tenderoni there and kind of thought, wait a minute. I like this. Uh, maybe I'm into this here. I'll, I'll, I'll handle this one. I'll throw in some, some extra goodies here. Uh, she does have a nice butt. Well, maybe that, maybe that could be it, right? Maybe they, they're like, hey, wait a minute. I got this one. I got this one. It's flattering, but wait until we do a couple's massage at your place. <laughs> Man, all right. Well, that is the gift that keeps giving, and Danny will be doing commercials for them on the podcast coming up next week. We'll be giving <laughs> the name out, and it'll be uh, absolutely wonderful. We don't have a lot of time, but I, I did want to get to the, the back scratching, which is nothing related to what you have going on over there at that massage place. So, uh, we have been saying we we have been trying to get people to shamelessly promote the podcast, the fifth hour podcast. And we've been asking people to post reviews on the Apple podcast page. We've been asking for them. And the last couple of weeks, we've had people answer the bell and it's been great. Uh, that streak has ended, Danny. That streak has ended. Uh, it's, it's, you know, you scratch our back, we scratch your back, but we have no one's back to scratch. Oh. We, we, we did get on the, the Maller show page. We got a couple of reviews, but those were not for the, this podcast. Oh, okay. Yeah. Some people get confused by what to yeah. put. So I, I'm not sure what, but that uh, twizzle 
Twizzle wrote in some Doc Mike thing, and then uh, Ferg Dog reviewed the the radio show, and he said pretty pretty good. He gave the Larry David review, but we want the fifth hour page, so that's what we need. And uh, you know, if you can help us out, we will read your comments on the air. Oh, I also wanted to mention. I, I just remember this. So I had a crazy crazy uh, time on Cameo. Been doing these cameos for several years. I don't promote it that much. And it, it's really for the super fans of the show, like the big you know, P1s that want a special Maller monologue or some kind of special message for them. And so I've been, I've been, I've done a few of them. It's pretty cool. For people getting married and things like that, or you know, just want a pep talk. And so I got a request and I don't know that I want to name this person because I don't know they want me to name them. But someone who's high ranking in the Maller militia who's been with me a long time is a big part of the show and has helped promote the show across the country, has advertised the show across the country. So uh, this particular person wanted me to do a special cameo to promote the fact that their their kid, the, the team had, had been very successful. And so I agreed to do it. Like I have a choice. And so I did it and, and uh, I did a little message and all that stuff. And so then I get another message. Hey, wait a minute. I left some kid's name out because he wanted me to do like a roll call <laughs> and name, name the kids. And so I guess I, he had sent me the wrong list. So he said, I'm going to get another one. I'm going to get another cameo. And then I want you to correct it. And so I said, okay, I'll do it. And so, so then he sent me the list and then I did the cameo. And now this time, Danny, I guess I, I fucked up. I screwed up the cameo. I didn't get all the names and I just assumed there was only one more name and there were like two more names. Oh no. So, so now he sends a third request. <laughs> so now I've done three of these things and I, I did get it right. The third, third and final time, but we had to do three takes. He was very good hearted about it and all that stuff, but I had to do three takes on that. And I don't know if the kid enjoyed it or not. I hope, I hope the kids did. <laughs> By the time it was the third one, the kid's like, I'm sick of this guy. I was like, this is great. If I keep effing this up, he'll keep there'll be more cameos coming in. This is a this is amazing here. Uh, but but no, it was uh, it was his mistake, then it was my mistake, and then we we righted the ship. And uh, I am over there on cameo if you wanna if you wanna check me out. Uh, I have not raised my price. Should I raise my price because of inflation? Everything else is getting more expensive. I've not done that in a while. No, you should go uh, the other direction. To get cheaper? I don't know about that. <laughs> I, I got in trouble with Cameo. Seriously, I'm not hand to God here. I'm not lying. So I, I feel very guilty when people buy these cameos. I try to personalize them as much as I can. And a, a lot of times people will send me kind of vague details. So I don't have a lot to work with, which makes it very difficult. The degree of difficulty is very high because I, you know, I know a little bit about some of the, the, the people that call the show or write into the show, but I don't know that much. And so it becomes very difficult, but I spent a lot of time. I try to put these things together. And so I got an angry email from cameo because they were having trouble uploading the cameos that I was doing because they were too long and they, they, they were very polite about it, but they, they were like, Hey, you know, the average person, the average celebrity does a cameo. It's like 30 seconds to a minute. And I'm doing seven minutes of content. You're doing monologues. I'm doing monologues. I'm doing I'm literally. I'm doing monologues. No, I've had to cut. I've had to cut that back because they got upset. But I still try to do four or five minutes. I try, I try to do it around then. Sometimes a little shorter. Sometimes it'll be longer. Yeah, but I got in trouble for that. I was like, really? You're gonna? You know, I was like, I can see why. Just because the soup Nazi over from the Seinfeld show is doing a thirty second shout out, and I can't do longer. I can't go longer. What's up with that? It's not right. Anyway. 
Uh, anything to promote, Danny? Any comedy gigs? Anything coming up here at all? Anything you want to promote? Well, it'll be a full day at FSR for me. I'll be there with Steve Hartman and Jeff Schwartz. And then after that, the great Brian No and Ephraim Salam, who, by the way, what is Ephraim going to do now with some of the mask requirements being lifted? This guy walks into the studio wearing the visor, you know, the face shield. Yeah. Two N95 masks. He sprays an entire can of Lysol. Wow. And none of us are allowed to go into his on-air studio. Is that right? Good well, and Brian, no, he does his part of the show remotely. There was one week where Brian told him at the end of the show, hey, just so you know, I'm going to be on a flight to LAX. I'm going to be in town next week. I'm probably going to come into the studio for the show next weekend. And yeah. just straight-faced, Ephraim told him, well, I don't know where you're going to be broadcasting, the, the parking garage? You ain't coming in here. Really? <laughs> Man, that's wild. Yeah, but you know, you see, there's, and and you wonder at what point now that society has pretty much opened up again, even like the People's Republic of California, where we work out of, there's there's very few masks anymore. At what point there's always going to be those stragglers that five years from now, ten years from now, there'll be the mask people that are still going to be there, living their best COVID times, and it's just going to be the way that it is. And it's like when I when I was growing up, my parents hoarded food and because they grew up as children of parents who were part of the depression. And so for my mom, she always needed to have like as much as possible in the garage, just in case, just in case. So I think like for our generation, for the people you know around our age, it's going to be uh, the mask thing. It's yeah. The deal. Yeah. It will always have an extra package of masks in our glove box, uh, hand sanitizer, yeah. And, and yeah, there's there'll definitely be lasting things, which I think will help, though, because, you know, none of us like germs. None of us like other people coughing in our face. Hopefully some of the sloppiness from the past where people that were too sloppy with health, some of that has gotten cleaned up now. Well, as I told in I think it was last week's podcast when I went to uh, to Vegas and I stopped off. I don't know if I told it on the air or not, but I, I was at a bathroom, a, uh, a rest stop. Uh, bathroom and it was as disgusting as anything you could possibly imagine so the idea that human beings are going to uh, not be complete pigs uh, and uh, I, I don't believe in that I think humans are going to human and part of being human there's a certain percentage that don't clean up after themselves they, they, they need their moms to follow them around and unfortunately when you get to become an adult your mom doesn't follow you around so it's problematic so, anyway. damn it well we could dream not everybody gets a clean butt crack from the Asian masseuse. <laughs> Forgot to mention that when she was done, she took a towel in her privates and yeah. ran it back and forth wow. as if she was cleaning out her anal cavity. Like she's washing a car. Uh, very nice. Uh, anyway, all right. Have a, a great rest of your Saturday. I got the mailbag. Hey, we on. just ended the show with the word anal. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll, we'll uh, knock it out. We'll have the mailbag Sunday. See ya. Got a murder, got to go.